Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who's drinking a pear cider tonight for some reason. And I'm Bravada, the girl who can't think of anything else except for going back and riding my Clostrider in Horizon Forbidden West right now. Kind of addicted. Also, I'm kind of mad that the Clostriders are slow. They're... They should be fast. Gorilla, fix that. Oh, well, tonight is our another very, very special episode. Tonight we are joined by two of our hopeless romantics. Thank you so much, Toasty and Apollo, for being here. I think that we should go around the room and introduce ourselves. Our lovely listeners know V and I quite well by this point in the game. Toasty, this is your first time on the show. Why don't you say hi? I'll say hi, but I gotta be honest, I'm pretty sure your listeners know me just as well as the two of you, with how much <laughs> I've been mentioned on this damn show. It's true, Toasty is bestie in beast mode, and Toasty of Toastertonopolis. Toastertonvillopolis. Right. I can never get it right, so that's why I create my own. <laughs> Fair enough. Apollo, say hi. All right, hi, I'm Apollo. I know everybody through this podcast, through the Mass Effect Lorecast, through the Discord. That's me. So it looks like there was a little bit of contention on the Patreon voting page today. It was tied vote for a while between who your favorite video game romance is and how you pick your video game romances. So since it was said earlier on the Discord that the topic for tonight is your favorite, I think we should stick with that one. And then if time allows, we can go, why did you pick this person as your favorite? All right, you two battle it out. Who's going first? <laughs> they My both pointed to each other. My finger went up first. <laughs> it did. It did. That's why you saw the, damn it. <laughs> that was adorable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's at least well known to the people in this room who my favorite all-time romance is. And that is, of course, going to be Tali. I mean, I have a huge wall hang over here beside me, so mine is going to be Tali. Tali Zora Vas Normandy. I get it. 
I think her romance definitely was a really, really solid one. I was a little let down in the commander's room, but everything that happens outside of it was definitely totally worth it. Well, one big thing for it. So if I go in, if I just look at everybody I've ever romanced in a video game and think about it in real life, there's plenty that I would have had a crush on. I would have had a mad crush on Miranda or Morrigan, but I would have never been able to even speak to them. Tali in real life is one, like, I would actually go for Tali in real life based on her personality and her cuteness and her sweetness and her niceness and her innocence. Like, I would legitimately go after Tali in real life. Aww. That's so sweet. She's, like, approachable, I feel like. And Miranda might be somebody's type, but she's definitely not approachable at first. So maybe that's very intimidating for a lot of people. I would have a crush on her, on Miranda, from afar and be terrified to ever speak to her and Mm -hmm. go to speak to her and just fumble over my words and run away. Mm -hmm. It's like me. I'm like, I don't know if I like you or if I want to be you. Miranda's kind of awesome. Yeah, she's who I'm going to go for in my next run. And I really did appreciate the fact that you felt like you built up a friendship with Tally before you could romance her. And that brings a whole nother layer to it. I mean, I am all for being able to just dive right into a relationship, especially in video games where time is limited. So to be able to dive into a relationship, but I can also, I also felt it a lot deeper with the Tally romance, the fact that we were friends first. And that comes back to real life. I mean, me and my girlfriend were friends before we got together. And then that made us that much better once we got together. Mm-hmm. Holly? Toasty. What about you? What about me? Yeah, you. Oh, well, I guess I, I just want to, I want to get final. I want to get final thoughts from you, Genesis. I want to, I want to get who you think my answer is going to be. Hmm. Okay. I told Toasty that there were probably two options that he could go with about who his favorite romance was. And I said that it was either going to be Judy from Cyberpunk or Yennefer from The Witcher. And I'm going to have to say that your favorite romance is going to be Judy. You definitely earned your best friend spot. (laughs) Yay! If the topic was like, who's your favorite dominatrix, you know, then it would definitely be Yen. But no, it's not. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, My favorite uh, is Judy. I gotta be honest, I haven't done a whole lot of romanceable stuff. Like, I've barely ever played Mass Effect. I played through like one and two one time. It's on the list. Don't yell at me, please. (laughs) Um, I know there's like a ton of options in that, and I have not explored a game that had like that much depth to it i wouldn't exactly say that the romances in the witcher was like eh, they're more like streamlined i feel like it's not like a, a an exploration kind of thing it's just like a this is how it is so mm-hmm. eh, they're not all that impressive to me personally judy's probably one of my only few that i've ever done so but it's definitely the most impactful i feel like because if anything, Cyberpunk did good was like the character development of people. Like that was probably the best aspect of the entire game, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah. Did you see that they came out just a couple days ago that there's now an update to Cyberpunk and all 
of the romance options now have extended dialogue scenes and can get additional text messages from your romance? Yes, so I haven't gotten a chance to look at that yet, but I plan on it. I did enjoy the game, so any new content I'm going to try out. I think I broke my cyberpunk, though, so I need to figure out how to fix it. Oh, no. I did download it the other day whenever I heard about it, tried to load up the game, and it was like, your game is broken. So I need to figure out what I did to break my game. I just Googled it really quick because I hadn't looked into it. I haven't played Cyberpunk for a while, so I haven't seen any of these new updates. And each romance has its own changes, like more like a different scene or Judy apparently sends you pictures from your little loyalty quest with her where you're diving for her town that she used to live in. And then I guess Pan Am sends you some nudes. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I don't know. That's what Forbes said. <laughs> I drive from Judy. Oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, apparently Pan Am sends you nudes, which is funny. But um, I was thinking while you were talking, if you haven't played Mass Effect and you eventually will, because you must, um, I think you'll probably romance Tally also because Judy is so similar to Tally in so many ways. Like she's just looking for a home. And, that is my favorite you know. character in Mass Effect from like my experience so far. Never romance. because Yeah, but never romance because I think that's what male ship only. And I don't know. I kind of refuse to play male ship because I'd rather just listen to Jennifer Hale talk in my ears. So I can't help it. But yeah, so I don't know. We'll see if I get to it. Tally (laughs) makes a satisfying bestie as well, but it kind of sucks with Tally when you don't romance her because you either can't or you just don't. You miss out on a lot of her interactions. I wish they could have made more scenes for best friend material versus just romance. But, uh, you know. She's still a good character, just like Liara. I love them both as friends or as romance options. Well, Liara is a great bestie because when I mean, you get you get the touching scenes with her, no matter what, with the head on the shoulder. I mean, Liara is great. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> that's in... the first thing I remembered was her just like holding your arm and laying her head on your shoulder at the end of three. And I don't know why this last time I played through it when I played Legendary. I completely forgot about that. So it was almost like seeing it for the first time. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I love you, Liara. <laughs> You're the best. It was so cute. I mean, isn't, and, and you can you can yell at me if I'm incorrect here, but isn't Liara just kind of a simp for Shep? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. That's, all, that's what I've heard. Everyone. Like, I feel like kind of everyone is. That's I feel like that's the sign of a good game, though, because when you're playing the main character... Pretty much everyone exists to bolster your ego a little bit. So just living your main character life. I think in so one. That's why we love them the best. And I think I think in Mass Effect 1 specifically, it was a little too overdone with Liara. But she gets better in 2 and 3. I don't know. When you romance Miranda, Jack does not bolster your ego. She tells you to fuck off. That's fair. But I was just thinking mainly. I think in the first game, Ashley is probably the one that does that the least. But Caden, mm-hmm. for sure, and Liara both are, like, fangirling over Shepard the whole time. Which is, um, for Liara, kind of endearing. And for Caden, for me, a little bit annoying. But a lot of people really like that. So, that's just my opinion. I just felt like with Caden, like, you walk up to him for the first time. He's like, hey, I thought there was, I feel like there was something between us. I'm like, dude, first time I talked to you, what, what, what did we do? Uh, Have you talked he... to Jacob yet? Because he does the same thing. Caden says that it was Battlefield. I don't remember the exact line now, 
crap. Okay. He said that it was had something to do with like the heat of the moment in the battle can always make your emotions heightened and that he wasn't sure if Shepard felt the same way while not under gunfire. But yeah, I get it. He still has one of my favorite lines. I think I've listened to that clip almost as many times as I have some of the Garrus lines. I don't know what it is. This podcast has converted me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. I forgot your Shango now. I am. The you make me human line. Uh, I could play it. You're right about everything. I think about losing you and I can't stand it. The galaxy will just keep going. Everything, even the Reapers, will come around again. But you and I, we are important right now. Shepard, you make me feel human. Is that one, do you have to romance him to get that line? Because I feel like I've never heard that one. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a romance line. It is the Caden line right before the actual physical romance scene starts. And I, I lose it. What I was going to say about Tally, though, is I just love how sassy she is. I forgot how sassy she was until I did her episode research. And I was like, oh, yeah, this girl right here. She has the quips. And I am here for it. I love me a quick wit. I guess I would probably like Tali, but it's one of the reasons I like Judy. She's sassy. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will. I'm making that prediction now. Maybe, my maybe I'll have to play Male Shep just to see. We'll see. You know, no, I was just going to say, I love Mark Mir. Like, I know Jennifer Hale. I can't not think of her as Shepard, but Mark Mir is just so awesome. So I, I someday maybe will give Male Shep a chance. I was say, Judy could be, if these updates make make it where you can do a lot more, Judy could become my favorite. I I mean, Judy's freaking awesome. There's Did just, you romance after her you too? After you hit the romance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. After I the romance, there's only too. so much more you can do. Like, that's kind of the end towards the end of the game. You don't get a whole nother game with her as, you know, like you do with Tali. Because if it was just, if Tali ended at Mass Effect 2, it wouldn't be my favorite. When you add in Mass Effect 3, ah, that would I have not played Cyberpunk yet. So I can't fix that or Last of Us either, right? Okay, you've never played them. Okay, all right. You know what? I didn't finish the Last of Us, so if it makes you feel better, Genesis. Okay, so what? I (laughs) you must, and I will, and I promise I will. But for a long part of my gaming career, I was an MMO girl. If you want to talk to me about sinking seven, nine, a thousand hours into Lord of the Rings Online, I'm here for it. If you want to talk about my discoveries in Star Wars of the Old Republic, where I have put way too much time into that game, then yeah, I'm here for it. I can talk about the romance options and about how I slept with four different people as one Sith Marauder. Hell yeah, I can talk about it. But a single player RPG, it took me so long to get back into it so long i i think it's so funny how <laughs> i know we've, we've been doing this podcast for like three months now and every so often i'm like oh yeah we really are so opposite in so many ways because <laughs> i am like introvert like give me the rpg no online i don't want to talk to people i want to be alone <laughs> so that's why i love the last of us and like those narrative games i'm like i don't want to I don't want to completion nothing. I don't want to like mine for shit. I just want to do the story. And so uh, that's me. I just think it's funny how we play games so differently. That's why together we are so strong. And it works. It works so much. I am playing my bro Shep, my third playthrough as a bro Shep, brand new game. 
at insanity level. So I'm level one insanity run. Like I'm going. <laughs> I'm it, proud of you. I'm a chronic like easy mode. I'm here for the story. I don't want like that much of a challenge. I want to feel a little good about myself. So but it's not too hard. you know. And now I'm just keep thinking. So we had an interview last Saturday with somebody who's super cool. And that's coming out in a couple weeks. And we were referencing one of the final scenes in Last of Us Part 2. And I'm just realizing that you had no idea what we were talking about now. And I feel bad. No. I thought you had played it. So I didn't realize. I had no idea. Don't worry. I'll also have no idea what you're talking about. We described it pretty well. So hopefully you at least got a good mental image. But I did get a good mental image. I just have no idea what characters you're talking about. But here's the thing. I was taught to fake it till you make it. So I can smile and nod with the best of them. (laughs) Gosh, you're a master now because I really thought you were right with us. Like, you should definitely play them. I think you will enjoy both of you. I think you will enjoy Last of Us. Most of the other ones we're talking about. I'm scared. I'm scared of it because, like, as far as Last of Us 1, I made it to the iconic Dead Bunny. Um, But. I I know what happens at the end, and I'm terrified of that because I'm very attached to a certain character, and I'm like, that's terrifying. I don't want to get there. I don't want to make it to the end of this game. The, not the end of one, I think. I'm not too. Or just whatever. I don't I, know. I just know that I think you're talking somebody about dies in the beginning like of two. Right. Yeah, I don't. I know this is completely not at all our topic, but guess what? Tangents abound. <laughs> But my whole thinking is like what we were me and, and this guest that we had were talking about this, especially this one scene in Last of Us Part Two, the end a battle between the two main characters. It was the most intense thing I've ever experienced playing a game. Like I was bawling playing that. Like I was not okay. Like you finished that game in like four days straight, like maybe two days. I can't remember. I just went through it and. For two weeks after that, I just was sitting with my thoughts, didn't play anything else. I was just like, what did I just experience? Like, this is something different. Those games, Naughty Dog is a masterpiece studio at making stories. Like, it's such an experience. It's not like other games in that way. So if that's what you want to happen to you, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like zombies. I, I don't play scary games. It's probably the scariest game I've ever played is Last of Us. Usually I'll, I'll watch Let's Plays on that because I'm a coward. But... <laughs> That was, it was crazy. I don't know. They, they do something <laughs> with their stories. So I, I want you to experience it too. Yes. Cause the end of that game, like the scene you were talking about at the end, like I stopped cause I was, cause I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was like, if this is going to happen, which is, is, which isn't what happened. I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm the whole time. I'm here. like, no, I don't I'm want to. I'm just going to sit here for a minute and see what yeah. happens because I don't know if I want to do what's going to happen. It didn't yeah. happen. So I was very, very grateful. That I was like, a weight off my shoulders made it happen. I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Because I would have been wrecked yeah. if I had to do that. That shit like messed me up, but also so good. <laughs> but it made the second, every everything that happens in that game the first time, then when you play it through the second time, because now you've met all these people, it totally, it was almost like a new game because you're like, wait, I know this person now. Can I not kill this person? Because I don't want to. Yeah. I like this person now. Like it's, it's a good, it's so good. Like you have to play it twice. And it's it's almost like a new game the second time because yeah. you know things Your you didn't feelings know before. Are totally change towards the people you're interacting with. It's amazing. It's 
so amazing. Yep. It was not romance related at all. There are we're going to cover eventually. I'm not sure when because we have lots of things on the schedule up until the beginning of next year, and it's barely even touching a bunch of games. <laughs> but there's like a great, a couple great romances in there in both the first and the second game that I want to talk about eventually. Um, yeah, I don't know that both of you. <laughs> Your homework is to get wrecked by Naughty Dog. I will. I still have the note right here that says, Apollo says my homework is to watch Ellie's take on me scene. Have you not watched that yet? No. We have a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes recently. Uh, v and I have some pretty big announcements to come up, so I think this might be a good little time to stop and take a mid-break. For today, we didn't have any reviews to go over, and we are sitting at a very lovely, I think, 145 followers on Spotify, which is seriously amazing. I freaking love you guys. And of course, we have to shout out our two biggest supporters of the podcast, Toasty and Apollo, our hopeless romantics who have been here with us tonight. Seriously, we appreciate you both. But the big things that are going on behind the scenes between the two girls is that weaseling our way into this industry, one person at a time. <laughs> uh, so we do have quite a few interviews lined up that we are hoping to start at least putting out an interview every five to six weeks, uh, depending on how the schedule and how the flow of the episodes and game series works. So be on the lookout for more awesome people within the video game industry sharing their stories with the two girls yeah long story on that one is uh someone let me into a facebook group that i don't belong in and then i just started messaging people <laughs> the people in the games industry are very accommodating and sweet so now we are busy mm -hmm. because this is a passion project and not a full-time job this is going to tease us with all these interviews and not drop a name like come on oh no 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 the next interview, the one that we just did last Saturday, it's coming out in like two weeks. Mm -hmm. So you can look forward to that because you have to have some surprise in life, right? No. Surprise well, is overrated. I, here's another clue. This this person is actually two clues. This person is a narrative designer slash games writer, and they have a blue check mark on Twitter. So it was a big deal for us. They are verified. We got to figure out how to get the girls verified. Yeah, we need more followers. But someday, this is I'm, we're playing a long game. Yeah, we have to. There's just so much to talk about, well, especially yeah. now with interviews. Okay, so the Witcher stuff, the script is written for the Witcher. I just haven't found a spot yet to squeeze it in between all of the craziness that is going on. But then we get awesome interview opportunities that we're not going to pass up. So I keep bumping and bumping and bumping. So now I'm thinking that I need to start making my outline for 24. I know, but it's awesome. You're so pinned out proper. And here I am writing my outlines on the day of my podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm a Virgo. I can't do that. <laughs> we spend it. I'm, I'm a Virgo, me, but so. that's how I would do it. I would absolutely do it that way. Toasty, you're a Gemini like me, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, that's funny. No, I literally APA reference page my references for our episodes. Like, everything is very... Actually, I've started giving up on the APA because it's like, we're the only ones looking at that. But I'll at least put the link. I have a references page. I don't do in-text citations because that's dumb. That's too much. 
I don't know if Australia is real, but a Virgo is supposed to be like very anal retentive, planned out, organized, etc. So whenever I'm like, oh, I'm a Virgo as a joke, because I have, no, that's just me. I don't know. I like to have everything planned out. Although, because I have a full-time job and also a child that's not in daycare at this time, it's hard to <laughs> write these like analytical essays every week for the pods. But I can't not because I'm excited about it and I want our episodes to be really good, which I hope they are. But it takes a lot of work and that is just the outlines, not even the audio editing, social media, actually recording it. My husband's always like, you should count the time. It's like a, at least a part-time job's worth of time. I'm like, that's why I hope we get popular and paid someday. <laughs> That'd be great. Sponsor us, games industry. And that's why Toasty and Apollo are here tonight, because they really appreciate us and are helping to donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash two girls one ship. Another way that we are trying to generate a little bit of revenue to help these two girls out is by placing ads in our recordings. So we are going to take this moment to plug in a few ads from sponsors and from other shows from the Robots Radio Network. And we are back. So tonight we have talked with Toasty and Apollo about their favorite video game romances. And I know what mine are. And I think we all know who Vervada's was. <laughs> um, do you want to go first, Fee? Because I have... I was going to ask, who's mine? Who your favorite video game romance is? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's see if I remember. I can't remember because I never played Dragon Age. Is it? Is it? What's? Is it Alistair? Is that his name or something? Yeah, Toasty. Yeah. Right. Okay. I just assume so with how much you gushed about him on that one episode. So. <laughs> so it's really hard to pick between Alistair and Garrus, but I have to pick Alistair because I played Dragon Age Origins first before I ever played Mass Effect. I think I played Mass Effect immediately after, but Alistair, I still have such distinct memories of experiencing that romance for the first time, and it was so special. So I have to pick him as my favorite. I'm going to romance him in this Dragon Age playthrough I'm doing right now, but it's going to be a minute. Forbidden West is all my attention right now. No, don't even like play Forbidden West. I have to play the first one first. You must. Have you played Zero Dawn, Jen? No. I know we're tangenting again. <gasps> what? I love how me and Paul are like the same with games. <laughs> we're also both Virgos. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> I also, yeah, I no, mean, Zeradon. the last big RPG that I was playing before, uh, before I got into Bioware was like, I was playing Final Fantasy. So I played 7, 10, 10, 2, played Skyrim. But before that, it was Witcher. And I had put like, six or seven hundred hours into it just doing new game new game new game and then upping the if difficulty making i know right okay we have tangented so hard it's just two girls one ship what is it's a tangent that's what it is that's the whole podcast no <laughs> yeah that was my tagline is two girls it's all about tits tattoos turians and tangents mm-hmm. <laughs> that's accurate well, who was your favorite romance, Jen? Well, okay. Like steer the shit back in the right direction, at least. Before the tangents come back. Well, I'm like, there's tits and there's turians. And I really think that I'm going to save my absolute solid full favorite romance 
because we haven't talked about this person yet. So I really want to be able to give my full opinion on this character's romance episode. So I'm going to talk about the one that kind of started it all for me. And who is my canon femshep romance. And that's got to be Garrus Vakari. There's nobody better than Garrus for a female shepherd. There is no shepherd without Vakari. It's it's the voice, isn't it? It's the voice <laughs> for sure. But I think the fact that I have always loved the bad boy. There were TV shows where I was like, oh, he's like the little outcast over there wearing the leather jacket. I think he's cute. Or I had the biggest, biggest crush on Spike from Buffy. I was you about know. to say, I was straight up I about to say, too. you were a Spike girl, weren't you? I mean, I, I had a man crush on Spike. Yeah, you how did you know? Uh, I, 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 okay, to be fair, I didn't, I didn't really like how, like, gaunt David Boreanaz was in Buffy, but whenever he, like, filled out for Angel, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. But, but, I, I don't know, I've always been an Angel stan. Well, I guess if you're talking in terms of, of, of the bad, uh, Faith was, uh... <laughs> Ooh. I would also, yeah, no, Faith is also high on the list. And then Angelus would beat Spike out any day. But the, the black eyeliner really did it, didn't it? The eyeliner. <laughs> so um, Dark Willow beats them all. You gotta love Dark Willow. Uh, Faith has always been my favorite. Oh, so, I, I don't know why I'm this way, but I watched Angel and never watched Buffy. <laughs> I think what attracted me to Garrus was the vulnerable side and the sweet side, though. You like Spike with a soul. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that's why I like Spike. When he started to, like, in Angel, when he started to be good. Oh, oh, give me redemption. Yes. Oh, that's why Avatar Last Airbender, Zuko forever. Zuko forever. I'm just excited for Monday. Oh, I get that's... to have I get to have all my patrons start arguing about Triss versus Unifer because we decided that's the patron chat. Monday night is going to be a Valentine's episode, and your girl happens to be a Witcher Lorecast patron, so I will be on there uh, as part of the Patreon episode to talk about either Yennefer or Triss. Or do I have to stay within the confines of those two, Toasty? Because there's a third option that never gets any love. See, okay, so if we want to talk about, like, which one's the favorite, then I have, you know, my different opinions. If we're talking in the sense of, like, which one I think is best for Geralt, I think my opinion for who's the best for Geralt is fucking nobody. (laughs) No, you can be fucking everybody. Don't say it's fucking nobody. It's fucking everybody, but not committing to anybody. (laughs) Committing to no one is what I think is the best option for Geralt. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be surprised by that one. That seems to be the trend on this show is I'm like, I don't really like that character. And then I research them and I'm like, oh, never mind. Once you do the research on both of them, I don't think you're going to like either of them. They both suck. Yeah. <laughs> but once bitchy. you do a little bit more of like a deep dive into Yennefer, like she's very controlling and, you know, that's not great. But also Triss is as well because she basically uses Geralt's memory loss against him to get him to fall with her. And it's yeah, like, it's, it's like, gross. Triss, you know about all this and also that's not okay. He doesn't yeah, remember anything. You can't trust either of them, and trust is the foundation of any good relationship. So, which is yes. why Shani is the we best. We can talk about Shani. Yes, that's fine. You might you're going to be in the minority. I guarantee it. Oh, but yes, you can talk about Shani. 
Either that or I'll pick one of the 19 and I'll just say that that's my canon. Only Look, one of the 19. Long as, as long as one of the 19 is either the one who's supposed to be not evil but is like covered in blood and bones or the yep. one that's pouring cow's milk on her hoo-ha, uh, that either one of those is fine. Okay. <laughs> those 19 cards are stupid. They're so dumb. Stupid awesome, and I love them, and that was my first introduction to video game sex. So, you know, that's what I ha- that is my story, other than The Sims, because woohoo is different. <laughs> woohoo is different, it's just like sparkles and blankets moving. Yeah, a little heart. My introduction to video game sex was definitely Alistair, and it just hits different when you have like weird lingerie on, and you just hear the beautiful romantic music, and you're like, okay. This is beautiful and nice moment. Also, you're, he's losing his virginity, so it's like, it's not it's not very sexy. It's more, it's very, very lovely. It's romantic. It's sweet and romantic and Just with like Alistair. Tally. Oh, yep. Tally was a virgin. Yeah. Too. So, wow. Yeah. My, okay. my first was, was Yennefer on the back of that unicorn, so that was my introduction. <laughs> Witcher uh, 3 just throws you right in. That game starts and, hey, everybody's naked. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the show did that too. Like, hey, everyone's naked. I found the cutest little statue that I might end up spending way too much money on, and I promise this will be my last tangent for the night. But it's a little Geralt inside of a hot tub, and it is master craft work. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, I've seen that one. But he's got a tiny little rubber ducky in the (laughs) bath, and I'm like, I need that specifically just because it's got the little rubber ducky in it. So rubber duckies. Here's a oh, little dear. a random gen story because I haven't want, done one of these in forever. I collect rubber ducks. I have ever since I was a little kid. I absolutely love them. And not just like your plain basic yellow rubber duck that you throw in the bathtub. In fact, rubber ducks do not belong in bathtubs, people. There are two different kinds of ducks and only one of them is supposed to be a bath toy. The others are not. If your duck can squeak or honk or anything like that, please make sure that it is not waterborne. I have a bookshelf dedicated to all of the rubber ducks that people have bought for me over the last 13 years working at my hotel. They walk into my office, they see my rubber duck collection, they buy me more rubber ducks. I absolutely love it. I have a rubber duck tattoo. I have hundreds of these guys. Can't collect anything because I was in the military and you gotta move. But um, yeah, I mean, we can call it if you want. (laughs) We've, I know we've all talked about our favorite romances and literally everything else. Okay, my mini trailer, my teaser for who my actual one true romance is. Oh, yeah. I forgot that I was wondering about that. Tits, tattoo, trauma, and tears. It's my favorite lover. All right. If you would like to join us on next month's episode, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash two girls one ship. And if you like what you're hearing, please make sure to leave us a review and subscribe. You can find us at our Two Girls One Ship chat on the Robots Radio Discord channel and come give us a follow on all the social medias at Two Girls One Ship. Links to those are in the description. And don't forget that we will be live streaming each recording of the episodes on Twitch and YouTube at Two Girls One Ship every Friday, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And releasing the podcast episodes on Mondays. Toasty Apollo, do you have anything you want to share before we go? 
I don't know if you picked this up during the, the episode. I'm the host of the Witcher Lorecast on the Robots Radio Network uh, with Tom. Uh, you can either look at go watch the live stream on Monday night or get the episode on Wednesday when it comes out. But they're talking about Witcher romance. So if you like this podcast, I'm pretty sure you'll like that patron chat. I'm Apollo. I'm Apollo on the Discord. I'm looking forward to playing Forbidden West all weekend. So it's marvelous, Miss Maisel. Oh my gosh, I swear, Apollo. We like the same stuff. That's so funny. One of my favorite shows ever. It's Maisel. This is a very interesting split here of people. Just right? y'all over here, y'all similarities, and this is over here. I don't know, except the focus part. Me and me and Genesis are more on the same on the being able to focus. I can straight line to somewhere and not pay attention to anything else. Yep. Nope. I am the I am the one that normally can pull all everything back into the straight line i let tonight go because it's fun it's free it's patreon live chat (laughs) thanks for listening and remember beauty's in the eye of the controller Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.